I'm going to give a class that this building and probably Google, Google never thought about. And that's Parshas Kedoshim, of course, um, is one of the fundamental Parshas in the Torah. I once heard a very great Torah scholar say that Perakid test, the 19th Perak of Parshas Kedoshim, really encapsulates the Hashkafa, the Veltanshang, um, of every Jew. That really a Jew is supposed to know Perakid tests cold. Um, it has so many of the fundamental uh, values of the Torah, so many of the fundamental viewpoints of the Torah, certainly things like as yourself, being honest, um, you know, helping people, etc., are all in here. But we'll start at the beginning of the parsha. David, how, how good is your Hebrew? Uh, my Torah Hebrew is, I, I can often read the general substance of what I'm reading. It's, okay, so I didn't know who, who would be here. Uh, we have some, some of these people are in advance, so we'll try, I'm going to read some of the Hebrew, and we'll translate as we go along. Sure. So the Torah tells us this parsha, Perkit, par- has Pasuk, Beis, Daber al-Kol Adatz B'nei Yisrael v'amarta alehem, Kedoshim Tiyu, Ki Kadosh Ani Adunai Lohechem. Eight, speak to the entire assembly of the children of Israel and say to them, You shall be holy, for I, uh, uh, for holy am I, Hashem your God. Right? The Jewish people tell this message to the entire Jewish people. Kedoshim to you. Rashi brings down, Kedoshim to you means not to engage in illicit uh, relations or any other sinful thing specifically uh, around, revolve around intimacy. That means to be holy. Holiness, one of the most important things is holiness is sexual drive. Use that in the in the right way. The Nesiva Shalom, Nesiva Shalom was the Slonim Areva. Slonim was uh, a city in Lithuania. It um, Lithuania was not really a hotbed of Hasid, the Hasidic movement, as opposed to Poland uh, and later Hungary uh, and. Uh, the Chabad was around Lithuania, which is why, historically, uh, Chabad was at the forefront of the Misnagdic fight mm-hmm. against the Lithuanian versus Chabad. That wasn't against Chabad. Just Chabad happened to be in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. The other large Hasidic group that was there was Slotim. One of the greatest sages of the past generation was the Slotim Rebbe, and he says the following thing in the Shalom. The Ramban, Nachmanides, the great 13th century sage, says this as well. Listen to what he says. Anyone who wants to enter into the world of really serving Hashem, of really being a person who serves Hashem, there are two verses, there are two psukim, two verses that every Jew has to know who wants to uh, serve God internally. Now, we, you know, we can serve Hashem mechanically. You can serve God uh, just by going through the through roads, or you can serve Hashem. You can serve God with the uh, innards of a person. So there's two psukim you need. There's two verses you always every Jew can't forget. Pasuk number one, which is in Devarim, is Vasisa Hayasher Hatoyv Hashem. This pasuk, this verse in Deuteronomy, says you should do what's just and right in the eyes of God. And this part in the pasuk from what we just read of Kedoshim to you, be holy to Hashem. Do what's just and right. That's between man and man. When you're dealing every dealership, every dealings that a person has between man to man, we got to think about what's doing what's just and right. That should be our motto. And kedoshim to you, right? Be holy. That's between man and God. That's every Jew. Those are the two verses. The Ramban also Nachmanis on this pasuk at the end of a long Ramban points this out 
um, as well. So I want to jump into Kedushim to you, Kedusha. Says in Siva Shalom, Kamoken Hua Pasakasheni, Kedushim to you. Shein's and Mitzvah Pratis. Kedushim to you is not like a, 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 an isolated mitzvah. Eliyut Klali Hamutol Al Kol Yehudi. It is the mission, the general mission. If you had to decide, you had to articulate what the mission of a Jew in this world is, that mission is to be holy. That the purpose of a Jew is Be holy like God. Should, uh, sorry, wait, I should have asked this at the very beginning. Should we hold questions till a suitable juncture? I think so. Okay. Unless you feel it's something you can't understand, but if it's more of a philosophical question, because probably some of the questions we'll get to as we go along. Okay. I don't think all, oh, but, that, but look, that way, just in case, we'll flush out any questions as we go. Sure. The, the purpose of Jews is to cling to God. It's a very big Kabbalistic thought. And a Jew has to know with every deed that they do, oh. In that action that a Jew does, either that action will let you get closer to Hashem, or God forbid, therefore, it says in the Siva Shalom, it doesn't say specifics in Kedoshim to you, just as be holy. Now, there are, the Gemara and the works of the Kabbalah will have a lot of specifics that are objective. But in general, you have to know that every deed, right? In a day in Google, you have many actions. which the Torah is not going to quantify everything you're doing, right? What's it, it, to be holy. Or is a Yishko, a person, a Jew has to weigh this out. Kol it's every deed that he does. Is this action going to bring us closer to God? Oh, oh God forbid, distance us from God. What's this action going to do? Is it bring us closer or, or farther? And, and, and the truth is that the Torah many, many times stresses the idea of Kedusha, of holiness. Right? When you look at the Torah, it says to be holy. Where does it say that? Before Kabbalah Torah, before the acceptance of the Torah, now we're in Sphere now, we're going up to Shvot, which is where the King of the Torah. It says, Ve'atem, you should be for me, Mamlechus Kohanim, a nation, a priest, Ve'goy Kaddish, a holy nation. Parshim Mishpatim, it says, You should be holy people. It says, Many times, You should become holy, and then you'll be holy. The whole purpose of the Torah, the whole purpose of all of the Torah and mitzvahs, is that a Jew should be clinging to God. And to be close to cling to God is only the only way the, many people want to get close to God. They want to have a relationship. The only way that you can be close to God, the criteria of being close to Hashem is, um, is rak Only if you're if you're holy. Then the the uh, the uh, the um, Sishon points out, and that the mitzvahs in Torah that allows us to be close to Hashem. And I'll just finish the last line before we go on. The chol targ ha mitzvahs, all the, the purpose of the six hundred thirteen mitzvahs. Is Lakadash Yehudi is to sanctify a Jew. The 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 holiness in the in the Torah, which we know that the Torah is compared to three sixty five negative prohibitions, two forty eight positive commandments. What's that? Two three three forty eight plus two forty three sixty five plus two forty eight is six thirteen. Six thirteen. Wow. Okay. Right. So six thirteen. 
right? Because every per- part of our body is supposed to be sanctified uh, by the mitzvahs. There is a remarkable verse in Amos. Amos, of course, is the great 7th century BCE sage. It's, he's found in what's called the 12 Minor Prophets, which is one of the books of Scripture, one of the books of Tanakh. Amos. Uh, Amos. Oh, oh, Amos. Okay, that's right. right. Amos. Amos, right? Are you familiar with that book? Yes. So in, in Perichas, actually, I took down some notes. So in Perichas, the Pasuk is like this. Hineyamim ba'im nu'um Hashem, that behold, days will come, says Amos, I'm going to create a famine in the land. Not a famine for bread. And not people will be thirsty for order. What will be this famine for? It's to hear the word of God. Are you familiar with that verse? No, but I understood the Hebrew. Mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Like I said, my, my biblical Hebrew is... Good. So, but to hear the word, word of Hashem. Now, most, the, the simple level of this is that in the future, people aren't going to be worried about their materialistic possessions. There's going to be such a, a dearth of understanding of God. When we live in such a world where people are so disconnected that the one Torah, they want to connect to God, they have been caught, got so far. Amos was talking about our times and the, the end of times, really. You know, not that we're in the end of times, but later times. We're not in the time of Beis Hamikdash, not in the time of the Temple. There's going to be a thirst for that. There's not going to be for lechem or mayim. The Ramayisha Vali, Ramayisha Vali was a student of the greatest Kabbalist of the 18th century. The greatest Kabbalist of the 18th century. His name is Moshe Chaim Lutzato. He was an Italian sage, an author of numerous works, including Masalos Hasharim, The Path of the Just, Das Tfunus, uh, and other works. So Ramayisha Vali says usually. When the verse refers to lechem, bread, or mayim water, those are also euphemisms for Torah. Because in the future, people will have even Torah, but they'll, they'll desire a connection to God. Euphemisms They're, for? Torah. To- okay. The Torah study. It's like bread and water are fundamentals of eating. Mm-hmm. A Jew looks at Torah as fundamentals of spirituality. Those are the, the, if you want to connect to God, you've got to know how to connect. And Torah connects the Jew to God. So, says in Moshe Vali, in the future, there'll be, there'll be, there'll be Gemara classes... There'll be shi'urim, but there'll still be a yearning of a Jew to connect to Hashem. The world will want to connect uh, to, 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 to God. So what is spiritual yearning? What, how, what is a spiritual yearning? So the, the Pijana Rebbe, Kalman, Kalman Shapiro, was one of the leading Polish sages in the early 20th century. He actually died in the Warsaw Ghetto. He was, he, 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 um, he had, wrote, wrote a work called Eish Kodesh. He's actually a very, you're a Queens boy. So there's a, uh, there's a famous synagogue today in Woodmere, New York, called Eish Kodesh, named after one of his works. Um, holy Flame. Holy Flame, exactly. The Holy Flame. So he has also a book called Sav Viziros. And in this book, he explains what it means to have a spiritual yearning. As follows, Nefesh HaAdam Ahavas Lesragesh. That the soul of a, a person always wants to have passion. That internally a Jew wants to. Lo simcha levada. Not just for happiness. Rak stam lehisragesh ohavasi. Just to have emotions is important to a person. Af lehisragesh be'etziv u'bechiyah reitzahi. Even a Jew, when you're at a funeral, somebody wants to cry. You don't want to be emotionless when you're at a funeral. You have a yearning to cry. You've a, you want to feel when you lose a relative, God forbid, we should ever have this thing. You want to feel, you want to cry, you want to be emotional when that is. 
says so much so. Liras Maras, Ayumas people will, will watch horror films or see terrible things. Vishmayas Masas Neuras, or read a horror story. Why? To be moved. People want to be moved. Chaik Vitsurcha Nefesh, it's a reality that the soul yearns to, to have a spiritual feeling. And therefore, a person who uses their emotions and uses their spirituality, which I think I'm going to call this classic class in spirituality, a person who uses their spirituality for Torah and tefillah, for godly things, divine things, praying to God, right? They'll be satisfied. Even a person who would do, say, Torah mitzvahs, or goes to synagogue, uh, or keeps Passover, and they do it mechanically, without any passion, without any fervor, without any understanding, Right. So spirituality here means desire. One's desires. Should to, well, so I'm going to flesh out in a minute. Right, exactly. A desire to connect to God. Uh, uh, an emotional level. Not just a cerebral level. Not just right. an intellectual level. But an emotional ne- level of connection. Right, we say kadosh to, to be holy. What does that mean? Right, it means to be spiritual with God. Uh, and which we'll explain in a few moments. And if you're not getting your passion, you're not getting your emotions in Torah mitzvahs, you'll find it other places, and it could even sometimes be in sinful places. Because there's a human need to be emotional. And if you don't get that in your Torah, you don't get that in your spiritual service, you'll, you will apply it in other areas uh, in life. You know, I once saw... It's just you know a general question. Could you have a spiritual yearning uh, in in non-religious non in a non-religious level? So there's a good book called Gathered Stones. There's a person called David Stark Glass. He's a professor in Maryland, uh, in the university over there, and he was a divinity steward, student in a uh, in a Presbyterian uh, church in the, theological seminary in Scotland, and ended up becoming an Orthodox Jew. And in his book, uh, Gathered Stone. He says as follows, music became for me what I can only describe as a profound, near religious experience. In music, he had this experience. It elicited many of the transcendent emotions which religious believers described, yet it was obviously not based on a belief system or a dogmatic creed. It means you can tap into a spiritual feeling through music, but it doesn't lead you to anywhere. But you feel when people listen to music, they get uplifted or they get into a, you know, awe feeling. Rav Elia Lapian was, a, he actually lived almost to 100 years old. He died in 1976. He was born in 1876 in Lithuania. And for decades of his life, he was a great Torah teacher, first in Lithuania, later in London. And the last uh, close to 30 years of his life, 25, 30 years, he was in Israel. He was one of the greatest men of the Muslim movement, the ethical movement. Uh, and he says as follows. He's talking about a Pasuk, a verse in Tehillim, in Psalms. Pasuk says as follows. That around the whole world, God is praised. Around the entire world, Hashem is, Hashem is praised. Says of, of Eli Lapilon, what does that mean? Around the whole world, God is praised. Especially the time of David, King David, who says this psalm, most of the world were idolaters. We mean God's praised. Are these people praising God around the world when they're sitting in India worshiping idols, when they're in Central America worshiping idols in the time of David? 
right? Is does that illustrate God's praise? Listen to what he says. Ella she'etzim haldavar she'ayvdim lately. The even the desire to to idol worship. At some level, at some aspect, that itself is a praise of God. Why? The desire to believe in, in a spiritual being, right, is that the neshama, the soul of a person, is looking to cling to something. It's searching. It's mistaken in this case, but it's a desire to cling. It is, and for various reasons, they're clinging to the wrong thing. But it's still a level of looking beyond yourself, looking to cling, looking to, cl- to go to the divine. And he said, and he says, and by the way, by Jews, this desire to connect is even much more intense. Kabbalistically, the desire for Jew not just to be subjugated to materialism, but to connect to a higher level is very great. And he says, he says, and by the way, when the, when the Gentiles of the world, or even going previously, in the later generation, they got brought up in communism, materialism, all kinds of movements to satisfy a need beyond yourself. Because the Jews, because they have even a stronger uh, metaphysical reality this way, right? you find Jews leaders of all kinds of movements. Right? All kinds of movements to, to go beyond oneself. They're, whether it's Tikkun Olam type movements, whether it's socialistic movements. I, I, I'm not surprised to say that Bernie Sanders is the one leading a certain movement because that's a, that historically Jews are all kinds of idealistic movements all searching for a deeper connection right when really at some level they're looking to connect to the spiritual looking to go beyond oneself you know I, I recently I was talking to somebody in their, in their, in their late 60s they were remarking to me how it was to be going to school in the early 60s you know what it was like when everyone was just searching right everyone's looking for something and they're trying to find it so is there a message here? You know, one of the things, one of the things that we see repeatedly when we hear about the blessings that will accrue as a result of being, being holy, and you know, God says, "I will make you bountiful, and you right. won't lack for anything." Right. And Shema, what you say, that's there. Right. Which, on the surface of it, seems as if it's bringing materialism into it. But I'm thinking, as I listen to what you're saying, that maybe the message here is. Be holy, and the other needs will take care of themselves. So what Maimonides says, he asks this question, Rambam, and what Maimonides says is, is that, that God will give you the material things in order to serve God. Because right? if you're not healthy, if you don't have food, then you can't invest in the spiritual. When a person's working 18 hours a day, he can't think beyond himself spiritually. Right? You don't have the bandwidth to do it. You just, you, you're so worried about your material sustenance that you can't even think about the spiritual. Right? So what Rambam is saying is, if you serve God, God will give you the divine providence to be able to, to do that. But of course, the physical world is important, by the way. It's just where your priorities are, where, you're, where your head is, what you're real, what's really going to satisfy you in this world. Rev Dessler, who was a contemporary of Lepian, and also a Lithuanian sage, he passed away a little bit younger. He didn't look to close to 100. He passed away in 1954. Rev Dessler was born into in Lithuania. He also ended up moving to England, first in London. Later, he started what's called a Kolal Advanced Study Set in Gateshead. Uh, in Gateshead. Eventually, moved to Bnei Brak, Israel. He was arguably the, the greatest thinker of the middle 20th century. And he is as follows. He's talking about Kedusha. He calls about the Derech of Kedusha, the way of holiness. That's what he says. Uh, the Hagedah, actually, she... 
Ah. You're working. Wow, devoted, devoted student, devoted workers at Google. Right. The third way that a Jew comes to Kedusha is not just by precious. To study Torah with passion. To do Torah with passion. Listen to what he says. In your name, Kedusha, things of holiness, is Magiyim Lelibo Shalha Adam. How does a person get to this level of holiness? Right? Is when a person comes, uh, you got to put your heart into it. You remember when I said in the beginning, if you do things mechanically, you won't get there? You actually got to put your heart uh, into it. Right? You got to put your heart into what you're studying. Ki ain spilus. How does a person get excited about something when, it's, when it's, there's a freshness to it, when it's a newness? You get excited about a new thing. Something's fresh. Something's exciting. Uh, that makes a, a, a mark on a person. That's what it says in Shema. We, you just mentioned a verse from Shema, from the, from the Shema. You should look at the commands that's commanded today. You should look at the Torah that's commanded today, in our day. Right? Today, in ham, what's ham sandwich? It's called ham sandwich. I think it's so ironic. In ham sandwich, we should right, view ourselves as accepting the Torah. Right? Today, not that it was given 3,300 plus years ago, 30 years ago approximately, but today, it should be... So the, 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 the Rosh actually in Deuteronomy and Devarim says... It shouldn't be like an old commandment, but it should be like it's new, right? Um, it's not just enough that you know it intellectually, but you have to actually put your heart into it, right? Because imagine what you said earlier: anything you don't, anything you don't get your spiritual sustenance out of, you won't, you won't, you'll look for your spiritual or emotional sustenance somewhere else. If you do something mechanically, if a person just does this, these, these laws or this Torah without that, you'll look somewhere else, as, as the, the, the Piyajana said. But an internal world of spirituality is, a, is an olam chadash. It's a new world. Has to be like the first time you're in, in, your, in your life. You know, I was in the adult room. You know, it's very interesting. I'll be Kabbalah, Kabbalistically, uh, that the, the works of Kabbalah compare a, a husband-wife relationship to our relationship with God. And the, the intimacy that's in that relationship, it's compared to God. And the service is the same thing. So just like when a person is intimate with their spouse, it should be like the first time, not like the, the 50,000th time. So too, when you're serving God, that's how it's... It's actually a dogma. The way that the Zara says it, it's actually a parable for us. How we're supposed to say God? You don't look at it as like, oh, it's something I've done. You, you look at it as the first as, as freshness, and that's how a Jew should serve God. Ulam mishalu libo atom, but a Jew's heart is sealed. and is not excited about anything. You can't be spiritual. You won't have a spiritual world in that kind of case. But and he's talking about if you, whether it's Torah study or mitzvahs. A Jew has to be excited. A Jew has to be uh, 
you know, uh, on, on a high level connected. Just to give a, an extreme example of how high a Jew, the level that a Jew can get to spiritually, uh, listen to the words of the Chazon Ish. The Chazon Ish, the same time Rabbi Tesler was in B'nai Bach, the Chazon Ish was, the, was considered the greatest sage in Israel in the beginning of the actually Tezim. So the Venetian say, the greatest sage was the Chazon Ish. He was the greatest sage um, uh, in Israel. So the Chazon Ish has a work called Emunah Bitachon, which literally means uh, faith, uh, faith and trust in God. Okay? That's in this work. And he talks about connecting into this spiritual world, which we're describing, that this Kedoshim T, which is not just a, a cerebral world, but an emotional, spiritual world, which is the, as we start out with Nesiva Shavas, that is the purpose of all of Torah Mitzvahs, and the, the, and the goal of every Jew is to have a spiritual connection to Hashem. Listen to how the Chazanist describes it. This is in the Perik Aleph, uh, uh, Sif Tes, in the Muna B'Tachon. Kashezacha, which is the first one nine in the work. Kashezacha seichaladam in the intellect of the, of the, of a person. Liras amitas mitziosi isbarach comes to this spiritual connection to God. Miyanichnas bo simchas gil There's an excitement. There's a passion with no boundless. Venishmaso niima olav. There's an inner peace. And the imagination. Remember, we said everyone wants to have an emotional world, whether it's to read a horror story, we want to cry, we get scared, we were a funeral, you want to cry. We all want our, our passions to connect to our intellect. You're translating Simcha's passion here? Um, no, Simcha's happiness. Yeah. Dimion, is, is, Dimion is imagination, and Seichel is, uh, is our intellect. But that, that together, he's saying that equals passion. Okay. Right? Uh, to see the pleasantness of, of God. The koltanuge besar mechamuki avoro. Anything material at that level cannot compare. Right? Cannot compare to this more emotional. The nafshu idea, by the way, you always say that, um, actually, had a, a test, sociological test on this. You had to give a person extreme uh, mental anguish versus physical pain. What's much more damaging? Extreme mental anguish, right? right? Extreme mental anguish is much more hard to deal with than physical pain. It's anything but pleasure. Extreme, you can be poor, you can have very little, but if you're happy spiritually, emotionally, you're a happy person, right? As we mentioned with the Maimonides, it's helpful to have, it's being taped by the way, so. Uh, it's helpful to have, uh, it's helpful to have the material which allows us to be more spiritual. But the highest level of spiritual literally says the Chazanish that Vinavsho Hadinamisafkusha, this person will be in envelope enveloped with holiness of spirituality. And we can even leave at some level in this world, while we're standing here or sitting here, our physical bodies and connect to the heavens. When you connect to that level on a spiritual level, it's a new world. You know Plato's famous example, the guy in the cave, mm-hmm. right? And he just sees the cave, and that's all he knows is the cave. And then he goes outside of the cave. You know, you heard Plato before? Socrates, right? So the person's in the cave. His whole life is the cave. He imagines the whole world is a cave. One day he walks outside of the cave, and he sees a world. Right? He says the Chazanish, the same thing. When you tap into a spiritual world, it's a new world. Even in this world, at times we can be like an angel. To connect to the divine. 
And all pleasure in this world cannot connect, can compare to that. Cannot compete with that. God puts in the soul of every Jew. And every person, actually. That is the connection between the created and the creator. That, that pleasure, that tevekis. That's such joy and such pleasure. Then why isn't it instinctive instead of having to have it strictly codified? And suppressing the so I'm gonna I want to I'm gonna answer you in a minute. That's a great great question. I'm gonna, I, I like that question. So let me, let me just get to the one thing, and I'm gonna get to like that. Um, <coughs> so you know we actually said in the beginning that the Nesiva Shalom, the Slama Rebbe, brings down that the way you get to kedusha, the way you get to spirituality, to holiness is through mitzvahs. One of the authoritative works about that is called the Chinuch, which literally means the Book of Education. It was written by a 13th century Spanish sage, late 13th century Spanish sage, for his son. There's a question who it is. Some say it was a sage from Aaron Halevi who lived in Barcelona. Others say it was other people. Uh, but he wrote it for his son to understand mitzvahs. And listen to what he says. This is a, he's talking about a, a commandment about Passover. But in that, he says a tremendous fu- fundamental principle of what mitzvahs are to, to do and how a Jew connects spiritually through mitzvah. By the way, what does mitzvah mean? Do you know what mitzvah means? Order. You know, order. It also means tzavsa, to connect. It allows us to connect to God. So this is what he says. Da, v'atim listen up. Put your ear close and listen. I'm going to teach you how to benefit, how to get spiritually from Torah mitzvahs. You should know that a person, they are drawn after their deeds. The, the things they do, right, that's going to pull their emotional level as well. It's going to pull them, not just physically, but their emotional world. It's going to be that if you scream, you're going to get angry. If you smile, you'll feel good. Right? You're going to be pulled after your deeds. Whether it's good or bad. Even a completely wicked person. And he wants to do just what we call wicked deeds all day. If a person gets motivated for a moment, uh, uh, excited for a moment, he does good deeds, Torah mitzvahs. He immediately started a, a, a path a little bit to the good. We're pulled after our deeds. Doing good deeds brings us to closer to God, and doing bad deeds brings us farther away. Go, remember I mentioned that student, the Ramchal, Rabbi Lutzato, he has a book called Derech Eitzchayim, the path of the tree of life. The path of the tree of life. And in this work, the Ramchal says a remarkable thing on the connection between spirituality and mitzvahs. How mitzvahs, if we do them correctly, as Joseph Dessler said, we put our heart into the mitzvahs. We put our emotions into it. How they can connect us to God. Listen to what the Ramachal says. Says the Ramachal, I'm going to tell you, what's the reward of when we serve God, when we do Torah mitzvahs, when we do the deeds that God says to do, and he had goof, the physical body, 
Now, Kabbalistically, the physical body pulls us down. Right? The physical body wants physical things. Okay? So he says the physical body wants the pulse of physical. The Kharotsan Ma'atzal, God, the Creator. When you say Kabbalah, you mean Zohar? Zohar in the works of the Arizal, who's a great 16th century sage uh, from Sfat, other, other Kabbalistic words like Sefer Yitzirah, but that, it's actually in Talmudic principles as well, but it's the elaboration is the works of Kabbalah. Pri- the primary work of, the, of Kabbalah is the Zohar, that's correct. So all this will be in the, that, that, that concept. The Ramchal, when he's, it's basically, you know, you ever read Physics for Dummies? No. You know, you can imagine the thing, right? You know, uh, computer processing for dummies. So, if you if you have no background in computers, you, uh, I hope people in Google have a lot more than that, right? So, if you explain to someone who never used a computer before, you, you would dumb it down. So, there's levels of dumbing down. The Ramchal took all of the Kabbalistic thought and distilled it, not for dummies, for very smart people, but in an encyclopedic fashion. So, he's giving to us... Uh, a lot of this type of work, which is based completely on Kabbalistic thought. So Ramchal was a Kabbalist, and he's taking all of these calling ideals from the, the corpus of Kabbalah, and giving it to us as, this is what the Kabbalah holds. Okay? Um, so he says that the Creator put in all, every person a holy soul. Right? And he says that whenever we get, we do mitzvahs, it, it empowers spiritual part of a person right and actually not as a spiritual part what the physical part of the body which is connected to that spiritual part is empowered as well right and he says there's two creations in man there's our physical self remember we started in the beginning that every person wants to have an emotional world Right, every there's a desire of every person to be emotional. If you're at a funeral, you want to cry. If you if people like reading horror stories, people like have a desire. People going for all kinds of there's a desire for the emotional. So that's coming from the soul. It's not the physical body that wants it. The soul of every person wants spirituality. That's why even the idolaters we brought down, they're looking to connect to something. So in the shama of the gof, we have the soul and we have a physical party part of our body. Ki lasos now, Kabbalistically, which he's going to point out, is you need to have a tension between the physical and the spiritual. That's where it allows us to have free will. That's what allows us to appreciate the spirituality, which is a very important thing. It means you don't partake of the physical unnecessarily, but you have to overcome the, that handicap. The physical world is great, it allows us, but if it, it dominates us, it actually becomes a negative. Right. You're constantly so, making choices, which is an artifact of free will. Artifact of free will in a physical world to become right. spiritual, which is how we'll answer your questions shortly. Right? And therefore, if you're completely subjugated by Ra, then you can't free yourself from it. You have no ability to become spiritual. You're not, you're not tapping into this at all. Therefore, God put both a physical body and a spiritual soul. And he says like this, in Misak and Atzmo, if you connect to the spiritual, if you become a spiritual Jew, then spirituality is not music, you know, unbridled. It's connected to mitzvahs, to commandments, to Torah. That's how, it, that's how a person partakes really real permanent spirituality. There's a great work uh, by Rav Salavich called Halacha Command, how he talks 
exactly about this, how real spirituality comes from halacha. It comes, otherwise it's, it's flip, it doesn't last. It's not permanent. Uh, so in Misaknat, so if you think yourself, Kedusha b'kol ever ever. you add spirituality to all of your body. Va'al piderech hazeh, nimsa tachlas hashlemas. That's how you come to perfections. Uh, and that's how ultimately, at the end of the day, you have resurrection from the dead because your whole physical body will become spiritual. You're no longer a physical person. You become a spiritual at some level. On that, this concept, there is a great rabbi. He was actually the first chief rabbi of Israel while well, still Palestine. His name was Rav Kok. You heard of Rav Kok, right? So Rav Kok says as follows. He says in an illustrative year, he talks about Davin. I'm just, I'm just going to go to the end of his piece. Vatsvila hilanu lo'ilm kotor. Prayer. We talk about spirituality connecting to God. Obviously, prayer is one of the greatest mediums of that. It's actually, when the Chazanesh described, you know, connecting to God, leaving our physical body, he elaborates on how prayer, that when a Jew is praying to God spiritually, not just reciting words, but he's putting their soul into it, you literally leave the physical world at some level. Your soul goes up. You can, you can feel that excitement, right? Just like, by the way, going back to our parable about a husband and wife, which Zara says teaches them how to connect to God, when you physically connect to your spouse, it's not just a physical act, it's a spiritual act. It goes beyond the physical act. It's a spiritual reality to there. It's a bonding there. A Jew connects to God, bonds with God. And you leave, it's way more than that physical act of praying. It becomes a spiritual reality. Uh, so the Rav Kuk says like this, this is what he says, Hatfila prayer, for us and for the whole world, Everyone needs to pray. There's a reality that our, whether we do it or not, there's a need to pray. There is a need to, to connect to beyond ourselves to pray. And, and when a person prays correctly, there's no greater pleasure than that. Right? Hey, get him to get some mazel tov. He said his son. And he just, and, and, he, and he had a bris last week. So he was telling me outside of her. Excuse me? Mazel tov, thank you. So he was praying when his wife actually had a very difficult labor. He was praying not only that I'm sure that prayer did it, did it was it when your wife was having a very hard labor, but there's a connection to God at that point. Right? You even need to do that. You can't sit there and watch this going on. Not only because prayer is officious, but you, we have a need to go out and pray at that moment. Did you feel that need at that moment? Sure. Yeah. Nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> what did you do? Definitely, definitely there. So this is what he says. Times were in, in difficult times. You could be in a time, you could be in a, in a paralyzed situation where your faith could be paralyzed, where you could be paralyzed because of that situation. Or, right? But if we're smart, when we get this situation which is difficult, which is paralyzing, Right? You pray to God first. You connect, you, you leave that physical reality. And that reality takes away the, the physical block. So there's something that wants to block you from prayer, but prayer actually cleans the way for you to, do, to, to reconnect spiritually. Um, I'm going to just finish with this story. Um, and, and I'm going to take any, any questions, I'll sum up. You know, if, we, if you go back to that verse of Kedeshin 2, which really says to be holy, to be spiritual, and as you mentioned, the mitzvahs are the way you do it, and that if we're not spiritual through mitzvahs, that desire to be emotional, spiritual, will come out in many other places. 
right? Everybody, it's, it's a built-in teva. It's the nature of how God created us with a soul. We're not just a physical body. And our soul yearns. And even an idolatry, that connection, that belief system, is a yearning for something beyond them. The desire for people to have love or passion or to lead movements is a desire. So if we don't use it correctly, it goes in really negative uh, ways. It could be, we're on Google now, so it could be that you want to be in the blog world and feel like you're the king of the blogs. It could be you're going to be a con- whatever it may be, maybe a virtual world. Right to get your satisfaction. I don't want to hurt Google's business over here, but uh, right, right, it's but there's a desire to connect beyond yourself. Right, actually, by the way, Google and Facebook tap into that desire. Right, not just to be in your own private house somewhere, have no connection to by yourself. You want to connect to the greater world, or even higher, you want to connect to the divine. So listen to what it says in connection to you. It's a remarkable verse if you go back to it. What does the Torah tell us? Kedushin to you, what page? Uh, page six fifty six in the stone. Kedushin to you, you should be holy. Why? Because I God am holy. You should be holy. Why? Because I Hashem I am holy. Radamagi was a great eighteenth century Lithuanian sage. You're from Lithuania, so I'm giving you a lot of Lithuanian sages today, right? <laughs> All right? A great eighteenth century Lithuanian sage. Magi does get a famous a famous parable. He says the following story. In the, in the world of Lithuania, the greatest uh, level, the greatest stature was to be a Torah scholar. And Vilna was known as Jerusalem of Lithuania, and it was to be a Torah scholar. So it says there was once a very wealthy businessman who wanted his daughter to marry a great Torah scholar. So he came to a yeshiva, a place of Jewish study, Talmudic study, and he asked the dean of the yeshiva, yeshiva for your, his best student. So the yeshiva said, this student over here, he is... The most studious, he studies Torah all day long. He's the best student. So he, the daughter, he introduces his daughter to the person they date a few times. They like each other. They get married. The businessman lived in a town far away where it was a simple town. And he was a successful businessman. And his son-in-law came after the seven days of festivities, Shavu Brachas. And he starts to study. And every day and night, he was studying diligently. There are a few months starts to come about an hour late to the study hall, to the, to the synagogue, to study, to the study, to base medrash. And after a few more months, he, you know, starts to miss a day here and there. So his father-in-law, you know, was a very wealthy businessman who want, only want, whose daughter only wanted to marry a Torah scholar. getting a little bit like, what is this? He's coming late to, to work, doing so-and-so. So he calls his son-in-law over. He asks his son-in-law to come in. He says, you know, the Rosh Hashiva, the dean of the Yeshiva said that you would be the best of all your peers. You know, I'm looking at you now, you're slacking off you. Someone looks to his father and says, no, no, what are you talking about? Look at the whole town. I'm the most knowledgeable. I for sure still say the most Torah. No, I'm great. So the father says, my son-in-law, don't compare yourself to the people of the town. They don't have an appreciation for Torah. <laughs> they can't compare yourself to the people of the town. Look, compare yourself to the students of your yeshiva. That's the litmus test of how you're doing. Right? So because you compare to the town, they don't even appreciate what it is. Sort of palm. Ray Palm passed away in 2001. He was one of the, the elder sages in New York. See, so he, he said this over, this Magni Dubna over to a convention about 20 years ago. He says, we live in a world today which is not spiritual, which is not holy. And it's very easy. Well, I, I'll keep kosher, Sabbath, or I'll do a deed. Or, I'm, or I, I do something. That's not what you're supposed to compare yourself. Kadoshim to you, who do we compare ourselves to? To God, because God is holy. We have to look to live a spiritual life, a holy life. 
Because God is holy. Don't look at the world, whether it's in Google or in San Jose or around us. Our litmus test of holiness is not what they're doing on MTV or on CNN or in People Magazine or anywhere else. What, what is God? And the way we get holy in this world and spiritual is to put our heart and our passions into tournaments. And if we do that, then we're holy in this world. We're holy in the world to come. Okay? Any questions? Festival, give it it's 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 very nice to hear. It's very hard to do it every day, like to, to keep the passion every day. Like you, know, you have days that you feel like you really want to. Sh- so it's like marriage. That's why that's right, why the cabal. Yeah. You, 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 whenever when you're married and you're you don't have a good day at home, you feel it. That and, and you work on it. You have a reality. The more a, a, a Jew wants to be holy, and the litmus test is to be that uh, we realize. It's the same thing. The more attuned we get to it, just like we're married to God. And as mentioned, the greatest pleasure is to have this connection. And it's not just every human being, Jew and Gentile, wants to connect to beyond them, wants to have this level of divinity. Mitzvah, of course, is the greatest way to do it. So it, that's why even the, the verse says, Kedoshim to you, who is this, who's the verse, who's this, who's this mitzvah commanded to? Daber al kol b'nei so that's all Jewish people. And as I start out, this is one of the two verses you should always have in, have in mind. Kedoshim to you, and everything we do in this world either brings us closer to that, to that holiness or brings us farther away. And the way we put our heart into it, well, the way that we do it. And if we, if we make small efforts, like in marriage, right, it will have big dividends. I, 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 I've, you know, I deal with family counseling. I always feel bad for people who have poor marriages. It affects your whole life. Right? And for a Jew not to be married well to God, not to have that kind of spiritual connection, there's, there's a starving there. And that's what the verse said in Amos. At the end of time, there's going to be yearning to what? Not for lechem, not for mine. We live in a world today, which is a non-spiritual world. We have very few reminders about spirituality in the world today. But we have a Torah that was given to us over 3,000 years ago. And everything in the Torah is, leads to this thing, to be a spiritual person. To live a spiritual life, which is uh, the purpose, as we started out with, of the Torah. To be a Jew... And spirituality is not unbridled spirituality. It's a spirituality which comes through a system of terimitzis. If you just do terimitzis without spirituality, you're also lacking. It won't last as well. But the path to that is the path of terimitzis. So we're defining holiness as the full-throated desire to want to do the things that are laid out in the law. It's the, No, the full-throated desire is the path to holiness. Holiness is... By doing that, you will become holy. By doing it, not just cerebrally, not just mechanically, but by doing it with with, with your heart. Well, I guess that's what I meant. Those right. two things. Right. So holiness is the, the result. It's not the action. Right. It's a path towards holiness. And I have to like the word spirituality better because holiness to me, when I hear holiness in our generation, we think of, and this is not a Jewish concept, of a monk on some mountain. Right. That's how people view holiness. That's right. not holiness. Actually, that's that is not holiness. Not taking this role as a wholeness, it's utilizing this world in a spiritual fashion. That's what we call real wholeness, or what I would prefer to say, spirituality, connecting from the physical world to the divine. Any other questions? Thank you for coming. I hope everyone gets something. Thank you very much.